Hello, I'm Kip, and you're listening to Common Ride with me, a show about tokusatsu. Tokusatsu is a genre of practical effects TV. Every week we have a new episode about a new part of it. There are two different casts you can follow along with. The OG cast of Kip and Kobasuk Senpai, where we talk about shows week to week over the course of a year. And the book club of Kip, Seth, and David, where we cover shows seasonally. And right now you're about to listen to the new book club episode on our new show, Shogeki Gorai Gan, a late night comedy series, 2013. And... For this new show, uh, there's a checklist. Quirky female protagonist. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cool looking, but kind of gruff male protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some horny violence. A lot of that. We're about to hit a bingo. And a bunch of nice boobs painted white mm-hmm. in a fantasy setting. What more could you want? And that, dear listeners, is the checklist that was also done to start... Shogeki Go Raigon, our new series, our common ride with me. I'm your host, Kip, and with me is Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Kip. And David. Hey, David. Hi. Or should I call you uh, your uh, well-known nickname, David, of Quick Eggs? <laughs> quick Quick Eggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, what all the kids are saying about you. Oh, I mean, you know. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story about a nickname that I got that I didn't know I had. <laughs> okay. So, um, true. I-, I talked about this on my own podcast, but we, um, we recently went to like an art event, like a, for an influencer thing in, in Japan. Right. And mm-hmm. normally I don't go to these cause I don't run in those circles, but anyway, <laughs> I go and I'm with my friend who I do the podcast with. And my friend, he's, you know, he's introducing me to all these people he knows because he works in media. So he works with a lot of these people. And uh, throughout the night, people just people are just approaching me and he'd be like, oh, this is my friend, David. We do Tokyo Fresh together, whatever. And they just go, wait, David for, from the podcast? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And they're like the kanji wizard. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm? what, okay. huh? what, are, what are you talking about? And they're like. You know, the kanji wizard, like, you know, so much kanji. And I'm like, who told you this? What are you talking about? <laughs> and apparently my friend had just been going around telling me that, you know, telling everyone that I'm I'm a kanji wizard. I'm basically might as well be Chinese because I know so much kanji. And I'm like, that's just not <laughs> true at all. Like, stop doing that. It's good that you found out before you were like put to the test on that one, though. Right. A hundred percent. That would have been such an awkward conversation. Hey, yeah. Kanji Wizard, and you're just like, who the Who's hell are that? you talking what? to? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever had like a nickname I haven't known about, uh, but but we're here, guys. New show, new us, and who else was just in such a change around mindset that when they started the show, they're like, oh, what, what the hell is this? I oh, uh, yeah. said, what the actual fuck? No less than 32 times watching these yeah i can see I, there's like episode one is like 
this is Garo. And then episode two is like, I I see the the Chindra's (laughs) coming in a little bit there. Yeah. um, This definitely feels like such a different point in the careers of these two creators, like um, in um, in a way. And then like Amine, like Keita Amiya, maybe? Is that it? Uh, David or uh, uh, Wizard? <laughs> see now, now I've done myself a disservice. Uh, <laughs> um, hang on. So, uh, Shogeki Goraigan's writer, Keita Amemia. Keita Amemia. Okay, Keita Amemia. Okay, yeah. So, um, this feels like this is a different point in their careers, though, where they are so very established. That they kind of get to do this one. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. Like they have a fan base. They have like enough pull where they. This feels like a show that maybe had like a constrained kind of like vision, but it definitely does not feel like it's pulling any punches in that vision, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, but so this, this is a uh, 2012, 2013 um, late night miniseries only like one core like 13 episodes um for the people who brought you jetman chageron garo camarader kiva camarader fies <laughs> uh and just i want to talk really quick about something that i as uh the person who um facilitates us finding these episodes tried to shield you all from but i failed <laughs> mm. explain so we don't talk a lot about <laughs> fan subgroups both because they are providing a free service and we don't want to blow up their spot right sure um but also like you don't want to criticize a free service but i will but uh, I will. absolutely yes. that's the whole point of yelp isn't it so there is a very popular and people will know um fan subgroup that did do this whole series when I watched the first episode, I think before you guys had gotten to watching, mm-hmm. I watched their version and I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I cannot do this. This might be I, I, I might be tapping out here because uh, it was very much a 10 years ago, 15 years ago, kind of like fan sub job where like there was stuff like one line was like, um, oh, and when um, Monster Kun dropped his like dropped his Gabakiri Kun and like at the top it said like this is a brand of ice pop in japan and i was like i can't do this guys <laughs> are you talking about gutty gutty kun in the first like yeah. 10 seconds uh, okay yeah yeah wait did we watch different subs because i the subs i watched for the first one were did not have that issue maybe i there's like a selection for subs on plex so <laughs> I went and I found another group, but they only did the first three episodes. But I was like, that's fine for a baby. That explains so much why the fourth episode I watched and I'm like, wow, these subtitles are in HD. <laughs> wow. Um, maybe these people don't know how to speak Japanese as much as they think they do because they're not translating <laughs> yeah. things that should be easily translatable. So in my first watch, the first episode in the first sub, uh, which like this was a very popular group did so much stuff i think over time they stopped doing such like an overtop like each character having their own like lines colored in and different fonts all the stuff and just yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. gotten more simple now like a lot of like subs now are like oh we just want to do it 
pretty much just without a lot of like explanation or like like just oh we'll like translate stuff so there was this one like moment like where this, this like one character says and the like Kakeri Bito fought the Hikari Bito to get into Cho Shinkai and take it over and then I had to like, go back and be like right yes yeah 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 I know exactly the part you're talking about the sh- shadow people had to fight the light people for super heaven that was like what I could do in my head really quick and like these subs that we found for those first three episodes I'm going to use those terms but like oh like the lightians it's kind of like clunky but it works and like the like shadowians and like the land of truth that works a lot better you know right but yeah uh definitely was just like oh i guess this like late night random series from like 2013 that like was just like less popular you know only mm-hmm. got one real full run so do know that going forward we will have some things translated differently or perhaps not the most sense just want to say that <laughs> i'll i'll try and save you as much as possible yeah there was some stuff where i could go like okay kagari that's like shadow like shadow clone jutsu yeah like i know that but going forward with those were those are the biggest ones that will come back up like oh what's a kagari be- oh yeah it's like a demon shadow people whatever you know right 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 <laughs> but no um with that out of the way though let's talk about our first impressions on the show kind of like before the summary though because i didn't know what i was expecting but like hmm. what it wasn't this <laughs> <laughs> i've like very much bounced off the first episode same you know mm-hmm. i think partially just like it finds its flow a little bit better as it goes but at, like the first episode was like oh this is like um not like wuxia but like um like is it do you mean wuxia or wushu uh, the like more the more fantasy wushu is like zanze which is like more like fantasy based and it's like oh right. like some stock characters come back and this felt very much it's some it's some thunderbolt fantasy type yeah shit. this very much felt like i was like oh is this like just bringing in a bunch of like hindu characters or like that kind of thing like it's like oh and it's like the guy from like Hushara's wrath and the monkey king here and let's hang out oh okay yeah 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 <laughs> that's kind of what i got <laughs> yeah yeah but no what were your first impressions though on this show i guess like not plot wise but just like hmm. touching it i for for me when i watched it uh knowing that okay this is the guy who did garo and the guy who did change ron and they're like working together you know on a thing i'm like i'm seeing a lot of garo not much changer on the changer on comes later in the episodes, but like it's it's very weird. Like, I don't know what the tone is for this show. It's very mm-hmm. weird because the first episode <sighs> makes it feel like this is very serious. And, you know, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I'm just thinking to myself, like, how, like, how the hell do I describe the show? It's like there's fucking buddhist space dudes that are on a battleship and fighting a giant lady in space like this all happens in Mm -hmm. the first like 20 seconds of the the first episode and then there's like a lady and it happens in tokyo but she's always at the beach and i wonder how the fuck she gets there because the beach and tokyo are not next to each other (laughs) and it's it's just real like the disjointedness is so strange. Yes. What were you feeling, Steph? 
Yeah, I'm kind of with David. I'll I'll be perfectly honest, and this might just be, I don't know, my inexperience or just my intelligence level, but it wasn't until like the third episode I started to really feel like I was starting to understand the world because it does, for the first couple of episodes, just do so much switching up that, and there's a lot of visual effects that I, I was kind of having a rough time figuring out, is this something that's really happening or is this like in another plane or is this someone's imagination? Because it did have like some elements of that, too, like that dreaminess that you sometimes get in shows. But also I did see the same thing like with the um, the nods to Garo and Changeron. And, and I was catching a lot of that, too, and it made me giggle. I I've enjoyed it so far. It It just is. It's weird. You kind of have to sit through it and you start to get an idea of like what the world is meant to be. Yeah. And I think like the first episode is also just like a little intentionally weird in ways the show kind of drops that I think mm-hmm. do help it. Um, but no, um, let's talk about that first episode though, which is uh, episode one of Shogeki Goraigan. Uh, what's the title? Uh, Daredevil. We start off like, a different genre of comedy and storytelling where it's like try to be quirky or zany i guess where it's like my name is satomi and i guess i'm this show's heroine <laughs> falls down this is very like soap opera-esque and like late night like it might just be that like popular like the toku of the 2000s like after Tradron and like before this super soap operatic and like melodramatic and mm-hmm. definitely feels like this is like this weird place of like trying to fit in like that way. I don't know. But um, her actress though, um, Yua Shinkawa, I can't tell if she's super popular or just super prolific, but basically she's been in like three or four things a year since this show. So she's like pretty out there, at least as far as like a like supporting character, maybe, but like, you know, good for her, her grandmother though, that we see a little later, she's like, in this like silver wig and she has like like this like vinyl and i was like what's going on here <laughs> and she's um megumi hasawaka who is just like, a very popular like mid-70s japanese pop singer who like is like partially credited with, with like making the idol system and popularizing uh, uh the like princess haircut i guess uh-huh. she was the first person that did that oh that's awesome so it's it is just an LP of her, right? Like that's yeah. what it yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So this is like if like Cindy Lauper was in like a show kind of thing, like right, as as <laughs> not herself, but kind of as herself. Yeah. Um and then um some more characters later, but for now that's kind of like our um, mm. first two. But the first gag though of like her just walking and like getting knocked over by <laughs> This one lady with a bunch of like leaks coming out of her backpack, like oh, like and she gets knocked over by like the like main character from like Foodie Cooley, and then has to like keep going. Just I don't know. I love <laughs> that she hits her with her uh scooter, or I don't know what it's meant—a dirt bike, whatever it is—and then calls her an idiot, yells at her, and just drives off. Yeah, now that seems pretty accurate to what happens in japan because like there's some people (laughs) who just are fucking assholes on bikes like they'll hit you with a they'll be like riding their like mama cherry fucking like old lady bike and run into you and be like 
what are you doing? Watch where you're going. It's like, dude, you're on a bike that's going like three times as fast as me. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault that you hit me, you idiot. Really? No, yeah. Um, <laughs> this gag kind of goes away, which is nice because I didn't like it each time it happened. Like the first second episode, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like, here's where I was thinking, like, okay, this has been 17 years since Changer on fourth wall and medic and like more like meta like comedy has changed a lot and been like weirdly codified in like ways so i was like oh is this just modern meta fourth wall breaking stuff that's a little lame Mm. i thought so too but they actually didn't handle it that badly in the at least in what we've watched so far it it's pretty amusing when it happens yeah and i think maybe like just like the first episode has some jitters that like to kind of like work out a bit but Yeah. yeah Um, and so when, he, um, when you said like Mama Sherry, like I like, um, remember David that a vital piece of information is like important to everyone listening and that, um, what the hell is a Mama Sherry? No, um, <laughs> that would have been my question to be perfectly honest. Weird Twitter porn report. Do, 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 the, the weird Twitter porn report. Okay, yeah, yeah. Are, are you asking me to fill people in? Because I, I don't know if I, have a, <laughs> I don't know if I have a, a story. So I've talked about how I like Twitter accounts that like have like weird porn titles and like names of them. And I okay, like, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I brought them up this past week. <laughs> um, I saw one that had a name for a new subreddit and i was like what does this mean (laughs) what is it what is this that's never a good question to ask when it comes to subreddits like i don't think i should have to explain that to you but i just was so perplexed what this could possibly mean what does this mean so it was a subreddit called girls that look like mewtwo huh (laughs) okay Uh uh-huh and i was like what does that mean do they have like cool cages on and they can like (laughs) i was like what's this is like a like bdsm thing i know it's like some girls had thick thighs i was like okay cool Uh (laughs) okay uh just you saying baba sherry like made me remember oh like i um should tell the audience about weird porn names that like i found on twitter (laughs) anyway A couple months ago, there was a like one called the peanut butter solution. I was like, what's this about? And I had to like <laughs> go find that. But um, <laughs> do you regret everything? Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> do not follow me there. But it was a great laugh while it happened. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, before David got us off track. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> my my fault. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I did like how like immediately though um, we go and we go also here is like the legacy of Chadron though where it's like she goes to this convenience store and sees this like catfish guy with his pop and it's like oh is that what the show is going to be about mm-hmm. the secret world that she sees and it kind of isn't but it starts off like that it's like okay and um, she also goes to see her boyfriend and in most if not all of these scenes she's still in her schoolgirl outfit it's like can you wear normal clothes, lady? Yeah. But um, what do you all think of like the like weird spider and like bug people and like the like catfish people she was seeing? Um, I think they're all right. Like they're 
they're they're kind of they're I think they're good weird design mostly because their intent is only that they're seen by her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where if if they were just like that was the monster and everyone could see it, then it would just be like they would be much more goofy. But because they're kind of like weird looking but harmless most of the time because i like we haven't actually seen them do anything bad they're just like there i like i think it works yeah i do too and i really liked the fact that the very first monster that she sees she also sees him like sitting out getting super excited about his popsicle like so it's very evident that this isn't something that she needs to be afraid of and i thought that was something that uh you know we just haven't seen in a lot of series so far she just kind of accepts it as a part of her life and they don't you know overtly show them causing any real damage so it was kind of fun and but it also once again made me wonder what is the show what are we doing yeah because like a big thing i think in like a lot of like common writer stuff is that like in most cases the like monsters that we see are just people going through stuff and like that like mm-hmm are on the outs like and like are like very othered in society i think that's like a big thing a changer on too it's like okay i like that she's just seeing people like her girlfriend's boyfriend who likes parfaits and like it's like messy and that's it so it's like okay right are the monsters do anything and so far the answer is like you said david no just hanging out yeah no they're just like eating food (laughs) then meanwhile in space yes you see a <laughs> space Japanese warship? Uh, I guess. They're playing that like weird chess game from Star Wars. And by they, it is um this guy from like he looks like inspired by like the god like Asura, I think. Like just like very much like big plumes of like red eyebrows and that kind of stuff. He's like more aggro, but he's like a good guy, I guess. And then right. he also has um his tinkerbell um that's exactly what i called her in my notes because we mm. still don't know her name her name is navi oh okay like actually her name is navi <laughs> must have missed that <laughs> which in my mind was like oh is she cortana i see master chief what's going on <laughs> she's buddhist cortana <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody's great like user name that's like my like mecca making it like lancer that's what i'm gonna do but <laughs> no um she's just uh just on this ball she has like pearl necklaces um and like pearls embedded in her skin her skin's like painted like white like chalk white and just um tits out excessively so where she's like doing like minority report like hologram stuff and like it's like still secret is like right man this is like a commitment to the bit i guess yeah definitely because she definitely intentionally squeezes them together at one point too and the camera just zooms right in on it so it was 100 percent intentional it almost desexualizes her how much we see her tits right a little bit yeah 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 because by the time <laughs> that happened i was just like well that's unnecessary we've already been staring at you topless for 15 minutes now this show i just like yes uh, maybe i'll <laughs> save it to the end but no talk about Man, it now. This show it's gonna come a few times. It's fucking horny as hell. It really what is. The fu- like <laughs> wait, like <clears throat> there's a diff- there's a huge difference between this show and Gato. Whereas 
Garo, the nudity, like I said, was just like consequential. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was there because logically that makes sense given the situation, right? If someone like gets burned and like all their clothes would burn off, they're just naked. That makes sense, right? Like, I don't know. They weren't hurt by fire or something. They're a demon, whatever. Right. But this is just like she could have had something on. They just decided no. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very conscious decision. There's this moment where like after they stop playing their like weird chess game, he's doing some push ups. Um, And then like the camera goes behind her where she's like in a thong and in heels, just like being like, oh, we've been transporting prisoners. It's like, OK, good exposition show. <laughs> Right, yeah, really yeah, added yeah. to the narrative there. She does like show up less after this episode. It was also just like, huh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that is the only way you can do AI at Tokusatsu. No other way. Oh, but it is like trying to fit the mythological, like Buddhist stuff, kind of. But it's also just like, let's be horny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like. There's more. We'll talk about it in later episodes, but it is so just blatant that it it's not it. it I hate to use the word, but, you know, it's it's not tasteful nudity, right? Like, it's just it's just not. It's just <laughs> like here is boobs go. Right. There's a lot of parts that are straight out raunchy. And also mm-hmm. like, like defend it to the way where it's not trying to be like Richard is a horny ball so it's like okay it's having fun with it at least I guess yeah yeah sure yeah definitely like it's just like let's have this be the show who cares we're like a late night sci-fi like horny Buddhist show (laughs) (laughs) which is that's fun (laughs) but like on earth though um Katomi is like in front of her shop just like asleep listening to music i wrote but then like later on like we find out she's just like listening to like rakugo which is like can you explain like what kind of play that is david so rakugo is not a play rakugo is is like storytelling comedy yeah it's like a one person thing though it's like kind of like is it yeah it's like a one person show they show up in like traditional japanese clothes and they spin you a yarn and typically what happens is like it's it's just like a really it's like the 10 minute joke the the set right where there's only one joke and it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on forever and ever and ever <laughs> and then the punchline is at the end and then they're done in the end like i like had everything but the pickles ha ha ha, ha. It's that kind of thing yeah yes yeah exactly right like it'll be like a joke like that and you'll be like oh so funny like this weird wacky <laughs> amount of wild events led up to you not having pickles that's just life right like it's just like okay like sure she's listening to this on her my first Walkman. yes okay i I mentioned that too i'm like why is she listening (laughs) to a tape deck in 2013 and the tape deck looks like it's made for a child that juxtaposed against what is happening in that scene was what got to me and like i think they're like trying to do something like oh she's always wearing like her like school uniform all stuff it's like oh she's like immature but also it's like okay sure um i don't know that's a pretty mature scene with her stepping into the bathtub and everything <laughs> and then they juxtapose it with that my first walkman that uh, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and like okay what how old is she 
that's what I can't tell. And that's why it bothered me so much. <laughs> the implication is that she's like older and like out of school, but she's still wearing a schoolgirl uniform, even though mm-hmm. she's like not in high school. So like, did, did she just be like, ah, the clothes fit. So I'll just wear them regardless of if I'm in school, which also is weird. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be 16 or 15. No, I don't think she's that young. Her friend's a like second year in high school. Is that what they say? Yeah, later on, like in like that like second episode or that third episode, because her friend is the is like that like assassin in episode three, like that one that has like the like changing school uniform. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. But you don't know for sure if they're in the same grade or whatever. Or maybe both of them just really can't let go of their uniforms. Can't read. <laughs> I mean, <it's> <laughs> okay. I was going a better direction with that, Kip. <laughs> but no, um, I think that like she's supposed to be fifteen or sixteen, and like between like like not having parents around and living in like a like pawn shop, like she's just like not properly growing up in some way, and she has like these like weird artifacts. That's that's what, that's what they're going for, I think. Okay, sure. But she definitely reads as older than 16, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. But no, um, an old drunk wakes her up and he's like, you're naive. When light gives you a hangover, like drinking is a good way to wake up. <laughs> yes. This character's name, because I looked it up, this character's name is Homeless Yamashita. Nice. Yeah. So he's just a bum. <laughs> he's <laughs> he has some great moments, I think. But of um. um He's brought this cabinet to her grandmother, but like she sees like an impetus. She's like, oh, like, don't buy it. And like, he's like, oh, why not? And then like, it's like transitions from the cabinet to like the cyber dimension for like Go. Yeah. Who is our uh, lead? Yeah. Which was another thing that kind of confused me because I was like, wait, is he in the cabinet? <laughs> yeah. Like, where, like I where said, is he in I'm, space? Right. I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit yeah. slow on the uptake. So that for me was like, OK, that transition was too quick. I don't understand. <laughs> that one hurt because I think like it was like, could he have literally been like he was traveling? Could he like be traveling between cabinets and like some weird like magical way? Or, right. No, it's just like a shot transition. <laughs> um, But he is in this room and there's five caskets floating there. He's like, my friend Jin, he betrayed us. Can, can I just make a comment before we move on from Mr. Homeless yeah. Yamashita? Um, there's a little bit of an interesting factoid about the actor who plays Homeless Yamashita. Okay. Um, do you remember in Den O, the episode with the piano man? I was going to say. That him? <laughs> That's the same actor. Awesome. Oh, I loved his character so much in that show. I recognized him, but yeah. I didn't like know it was like Rain Man Piano Man from Deno is the same actor as the homeless guy. What's Incredible. wild? I oh, we it. got other cameos in here that are much bigger than that. He just loves being homeless and stuff. It's true. Know? Like, he like yeah. loves being an actor. No, um, I was so excited because um, one cameo comes up and I was like, wait, that's a lead in another show we're watching. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, that's exactly what I did. I'm like, hang on. I paused the episode and was like, that can't be that person. <laughs> uh, no. Um, oh, uh, worth noting that the um, guy who plays Human Go, um, Takahiro Kaito, isn't really in anything. He's like a side character in like an Ultraman next year like after this. And then he's in like one movie in 2017. So. I mean, not really the, the main actress in this one who plays Hitomi was in GTO the year before. Yeah. So 
she's pretty prolific. Mm -hmm. He's not. Nope. (laughs) But um, from there, though, um, the ship gets attacked by this giant woman. Mm -hmm. And it's a magi. It's a Maggie. It's like flying past like Jupiter. And then like that Jupiter transitions to this lid as Hitomi is like making really good pickled vegetables and like awesome awesome transition <laughs> i was like wow that was great that was that amazing was great, yeah and the fish they're eating transitions into a missile i really liked that part and their can is not working and the ship's getting damaged and then um his sword gets summoned he's hacking it like tentacles and there's like little demons and here i wrote wow they really just have this woman's tits out while they're doing all kinds of maneuvers in this ship mm-hmm do you want to know what my my note was man they just really have her be naked as hell huh (laughs) that is so funny that we at the exact same moment have almost identically the exact same note i mean it's notable because she's like doing like sci-fi like missiles and shield stuff and just yeah hang it out but wouldn't it be even weirder if, like, she had done that whole thing just in the scene with Gao, and then as soon as they get into battle, she just gets dressed? I mean, that would look a little bit more yeah, strange. Yeah, I know, but she should have been dressed from the start. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, can you imagine if that transition had gone differently, and then all of a sudden she's just, she like, in jeans more and a t-shirt? And she transforms yeah. instead of less. <laughs> that, and you're just like, wait, what? That, that, that must break some, like, Japanese anime law that you can't do that. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Um, she's played by Hakira Hoshino, who is just an AV star, but yep. she's pretty active. Yeah, she, like she's not like she's not a bad actress in this. Like she's believable as the character, so it's like okay, like that. Ha- this has to be out of outside of her other career. Like you know, it's a legit acting job, and she's like not doing a bad job. So it's like okay, mm-hmm. no, it's just uh. She's completely normal besides the fact where she's like this like white painted, just like <laughs> lady with her boobs out. AI. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and here I think is where we see the whole like bath scene, which I, yeah, I just um wasn't sure what they're doing here, but I like I think they're like trying to be like, oh, and here's like uh the like summer where she blossoms into an adult and all this stuff. But um <laughs> yeah. Well it is Japan. I'm glad it was 16, not 14. That's all I'll say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um but the screen of her walkman transitions to the fight as the caskets open and a man escapes and Jin is kind of a rough suit because he's just like a ninja with like braids. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like <laughs> he looks like um you know how like on online they have like a tutorial of like how to tie a ninja mask with a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that, but the whole suit. <laughs> Seems kind of placeholder, hopefully, for like if they have like some larger fight scenes. Yeah, it's um, not. It's not a great design. I, I assume that, like, the reason they have him wrapped up is because, like, later on, he's going to, like, get rid of all the wrappings and then he's going to have a cool like, suit. Mumra. Yeah, and then he's going to have a cool suit and people are going to be like, ooh, cool, that's what he looks like. They're saving it for, it's very evident, they're saving it for some kind of a reveal down the line. They have to Yeah. Be. How could they not be? Here's, though, where we find out um, her name is Navian, his name is Go, which, like, would have been cool 
uh, to know like a little sooner um, for the notes, at least. But he rides on a fireball after be told it's like too dangerous and kills the demon after making a like cool dragon. And it's like, yeah, special effects are good. They're cool. Yeah, that dragon was definitely one of my favorite parts. I got really excited when I saw that mm-hmm. <laughs> on the ship. He gets fought by Jid and like choke slammed and like here's the point where like as they're fighting like Navi says she's working to save the ship and like just like presses her boobs together. It's like okay, cool, good to know. Um, whatever saves the ship, you know. Yeah, they both fall to earth and they're punching and they're cursing and so um he wakes up cursing Jin on this beach, but then um he tries to kill himself and then gets stopped because it's this smoky white suited shinkai king saba it is white suit and his smoke body he's all like no it's jin's fault not yours he planned this in a hundred days a thousand warriors will come here to kill her he's like i'll kill them all then like the like weird smoke guys like even you could only cut down one fifth of them <laughs> right <laughs> which is a terrible thing to say to someone when you're like showing up after they've just woken up you know to consciousness just be like yeah also you're weak dickhead um but a limo stops by Jin walking and inside is black motherfucking condor from Jetman <laughs> <laughs> just oh my god <laughs> were you were you surprised did you know that he was in the show I did not <laughs> he is like the coolest dude in that show like he shows up and he's like drinking McAllen and like smoking and like playing saxophone. One of the first scenes, he's getting pulled over by a cop, but the cop's a hot lady. So he says, instead, let's go to your place. And she <laughs> says, yes. Wow. I kind of get it, though. Like, even at this age, he, he's still a stunner. Really quick. I'm just going to post a picture of this dude because he is just kind of like just back in the day like he became like one of sentai's like most popular just like dudes like whatever like he shows up like in like suit where it's like oh like big crossover let's save like the world his character is always like picking up like different like pink and like white rangers and like (laughs) just like absolute chad (laughs) but no um yeah he's he's the alpha or whatever the uh the top thing is these days i have a hard time keeping up with the kids you recognize him like right uh right david uh, i i've never seen i've never seen Jetman, but i on because i always peruse like who's in the show and i saw that he was from Jetman. i'm like oh he's fucking black condor like what the fuck <laughs> he's probably like one of the most popular like single people in like like the like history of sentai which makes sense yeah uh really quick check out this in our uh chat there might be some good memes from uh people that like toku so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean how can yeah, you not so, like this guy i love it no uh he's got charisma he does um i'm so excited uh because he just <laughs> His role here, though, is that he like meets this. No, he plays this like CEO, like head of a company or like this like leader. And like he sees this weird ninja guy kill his driver 
and then is like since ancient times humans have called us gods and then he's like well then kill me i'm tired of being alive and then he just gets killed <laughs> he's, he's like yeah just kill me it's like all right <laughs> have you guys uh seen that um what are you gonna do stab me, me? quote what from guy who was stabbed stabs. yeah what are you gonna do stab me yes oh <laughs> uh, but he takes his face and uh lucky Jin for like reasons we'll talk about later but then um hitomi like is like riding by the beach and sees like go okay um and then it's like uh, oh who's this weird man here and then like he's talking to navi's like cleavage like <laughs> what if i'm not by myself <laughs> there were four shadow people who broke out right each of them is a hardened warrior and he's like ah i'll think about their silhouettes <laughs> and then like he like shoots out this wave that knocks off um Kitomi's hair and glasses and like are her glasses like back ever or is she just good no that's actually one of my notes for the next episode okay. yeah <laughs> good no. okay um, you're gone and then she says something like and that's why the fate of the world means I'm the heroine it's unbelievable he could save the earth <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's like okay sure yeah yeah and the ending song happens and she's sweeping. It's like, okay. But definitely a rough first episode because, like, I feel like a lot of the parts of the plot were just laid out. It didn't really connect too well, I guess, here. Yeah. Not particularly. It's just, it's just like this weird because it jumps back, right? Back and forth, back and forth, like a lot. Yeah. I think <laughs> if they had, like, taken this, this episode and, like, laid it out where all of the things with go happen and then all of the things happen with Hitomi and then they kind of meet at the end would have been better but having it jump back and forth and back and forth and back and forth is really just like this just makes it like way more confusing definitely I feel like they had some a lot of cool ideas with the transition and stuff and like they just like had to do so much serious world building and like mm -hmm. character setup that we didn't actually get to spend time liking the characters yet they were just there right right at that point just like oh and now we can be quirky starting episode two you know right, right. steph do you have episode two i do so we are gonna start with episode two whose name is debauchery and for a very good reason <laughs> yes uh -huh. so we open up our show with a familiar scene of hitomi walking down that same goddamn dirt pass <laughs> and uh of course gets hit again by the lady on the the motorbike whatever it is who also stops long enough to call her an idiot and then speeds off again she's happy though <laughs> she is and does anybody else want to say why she's happy or you want to leave that to me so in plex where it has a tvdb kind of like episode summary and it says oh due to like a like lunar day and in my mind i was like oh the full moon she can't see that's fun maybe it'll come up later and then we find out the real reason and you could tell that stuff so uh, we we cut to hitomi speaking directly to the camera to tell them that she's happy because she can't see the monsters you want to know why 
because she started her period. And then we get to hear a nice, delightful story about how she was late to start her period. And when she did, her grandma gave her red rice, which actively made me have to step back from the screen for a minute. But yeah. (laughs) So we find out that she can't see the monsters when it's that time of the month for her, which I felt like was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I just feel like. It didn't help for me because I was like, oh, it's the full moon or the like new moon and it's the lunar. No, okay, different kind of moon. We could have left it there. Honestly, we could have. And then she turns again directly to the camera to tell the audience, oh, that was embarrassing. Forget all all about that. And I'm like, no, now I never will. Thank you. Like, I don't know what this is trying to say about her becoming an adult, you know? If that's what the show is like actually about her becoming an adult, what's this doing? <laughs> was my first thought. I I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um <laughs> little rough. Yeah, okay, let's just get past this. So our next scene, we return to go and he's on the ship talking with uh his Tinkerbell Navi. And he's ranting about Jin and about how they used to be friends. And um, she asks him how he's going to find these four. I I put in my notes defectors. I guess that's as good a term as anything. Um, And for whatever reason, Go decides to do the Macarena and then decides he'll go find them on foot. And the scene that ended last time where they were both on the beach just Mm kind of cut away from and we're back on the ship yeah 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 i i just assumed that i missed something there so so then go returns to earth and if you recall in the first episode they had this very brief shot of a magazine that got uncovered in the sand that seems to have what appear to be half naked teenagers on it um so when he gets back huh accurate accurate 100 percent accurate. when he gets back to the beach he finds this magazine Which, once again, I was like, why is this in the scene again? It's like an ad for like a pressure exercise like tube to make you not a like 98 pound like weakling. And like it like shows this like skinny dude become buffer. And that's like who he chooses to be. Yeah, it's really weird because he looks at this and he's like, yep, that's the dude I'm going to be. And then he can't even get the exercise machine to work, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. He gets told by Navi that he should cover up and he immediately covers his nipples. <laughs> Which is weird because he's standing there in red underwear. And she also is naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's quite a bit of strong irony there. I think I just have already gotten so used to her being naked that to me that's like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's, it's natural. Like, okay, she yeah, would tell know. him to cover up. <laughs> like, what are you doing, you fucking degenerate? I will say, though, his clothes. Mwah. yeah it was absolutely perfect okay hang on am i the only one who is like is he like wearing a daigo umehara t-shirt if you know who daigo umehara is i don't i wouldn't have caught that anyway so like video game daigo yes video game daigo because this like his t-shirt is so similar like goddamn nearly identical to the t-shirt that Daigo Umehara wore when he was sponsored by Mad Cats, and then the next episode has, like, weird gaming shit, and I'm like, this cannot be a coincidence. 
Ooh. Oh. Well, look at that. David uncovering the next layer. They're doing some foreshadowing there. <laughs> Let me search Shogeki Goraigon Mad Cats. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything. It's just, it's really weird how similar it is. Because, like, here's a picture of Daigo playing Street Fighter. And it's just, like, his haircut isn't the same. Uh, but the shirt is yeah. fucking similar. But Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does look exactly like. Though his is like more textured, so it's kind of like when like I um went to Florida as a kid and I got a shirt that was like I got bit by a shark. There's like cutouts there. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his pants are just like red pants with red patches like, on them. It's like yeah, it's they're not even just red. They're like a they're like a fucking gradient. They're like gradient pants. And personally. I want nothing less from a 2013 Tokyo show. Right. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it fits the vibe. <laughs> so here's my question. Yeah. Is he just Momotaro's? I, that was very much the vibe that I got. Yes. They both have that kind of like aggro, almost himbo thing kind of going on. So, yeah, right. that's, that's who I'd compare him to. We get a lecherous character and we get somebody who loves to dance to later mm-hmm. too yeah i'm like this is a little bit like on the, on nose. the nose guys <laughs> come on i mean it's kind of just like at a certain point it's just like angry Audi, horny Audi. Right, right what you know <laughs> so our uh very next scene we cut to uh, we don't know his name yet, but it's another monster. He's dancing on a roof, celebrating his freedom. And um, he looks down and he notices there's a, a businessman getting very happily day drunk, leaning against a, a, an alcohol vending machine. Still a common occurrence 10 years later. <laughs> Honestly, I've had some days at work where I, I could definitely relate to that dude. Um, but he gets really excited and he jumps down and he turns into like full frat boy form. Like he knocks the businessman out of the way and he like opens the machine up and starts just pounding heavies while he's standing there. And so when I saw his whole design, though, I was like, okay, is he meant to be just the monkey king or just look like the monkey king? Yes, I assume he's supposed to be (laughs) the the monkey. Like that has to be it, right? Like I'm not crazy right yeah and especially when they do the close-up on his face you get that really distinctive impression his eyes are cool like Mm -hmm. he like transforms into this dude too i love who he transforms into yes so before that as he's like throwing back drinks he sees this really pretty bubbly girl just dancing along the street and he says to himself a woman I will have a woman and starts tossing empty cans at the guy who's walking alongside of her, which made me laugh so hard. And I don't know why, just because I guess it was completely unexpected, but he just just pitching cans at this dude until he runs off. (sighs) Oh, my goodness. So he runs up to the girl while he's still in monster form, mind you. He has not transformed this entire time. And he grabs her and he asks her. If she wants to drown in a sea of pleasure. And uh, she looks at him horrified, screams and runs off, which was another scene where I just I fell over laughing because 
just her reaction to him and him being so dejected by it, it just cracked me up way more than it should have. And like this is this is where change around creeps in, right? right? Like this is this is the weird the weird goofy change around shit. Yes, because then he he catches his reflection on I, I couldn't tell if it was a mirror or just like a reflective surface, because it was it was kind of quick pan there. But he sees how he looks and he's like, Oh, maybe it's my appearance. So he immediately looks over and sees a poster of like this rock star dude and takes on that form like guitar and all. I love that. I do, too. And especially the fact that she comes immediately running back to him like it was just such a ridiculous thing. I couldn't help myself. I was so amused by that. So I looked her up because she was just like she seemed like she was being placed in scenes like, oh, like recognize her. And Mm -hmm. apparently super popular porn star at the time oh really okay (laughs) tina yuzuki or riho i'll just clip her like tv db and basically she's like half portuguese and half japanese she just like was well awarded she like was like the star of like a brand and like until she retired in like 2016 like she was just like prominent but she's all right for just like a I like supporting actor and like I guess she's like secretly in a different role in like each episode of the show. Oh, cool. But yeah, um, she's there and like it's like a fun thing in like show could be like, oh, who's a comedian? Who's right, a porn star? Yeah. <laughs> Showing up. <laughs> um. So yeah, then we see him kind of walking through the city, just collecting groupies as he goes. Like, it looks like there's almost a parade and he's leading it because it's just all these cute girls just absolutely losing their minds over him. Almost all of them are with their boyfriends before they make this Congo line, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which just added to the comedy for me. Um, So they make their way into it looks like a dance club to me or like a bar or something. It's kind of like dark and there's loud music and all that. Um. And despite the fact that he still has, like, this huge group of girls following him, he hears a group of girls up at the bar lamenting the fact that there aren't any cute guys to talk to. He sniffs them out and is like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like I said, maximum horny. Yes. He tells the rest of his groupies to wait right there, and he walks up to these other girls, and he's just, you know, he's trying to sell himself on him. And they're just like, yeah, no, we like buff guys. So and he grabs one of their heads, though, and is like, what is your type? Yeah, yeah, it's it's weirdly aggressive. And um, so after she tells him, he uh, changes on the spot, like in front of them. No, like, care to hide what or who he is whatsoever into a buff guy who doesn't have a shirt on. And starts, like, dancing his abs, which is both creepy and hilarious. I could not get enough of this scene. I thought it was hilarious. And I love how, like, here and later, he's doing this transformation to different dudes. And everyone sees him and is like, yeah, this is great. You're so cool. Like, he's all the dudes at once that are just seeing or something. Yeah. And, and nobody thinks to question that whatsoever. No, he just keeps having a party. <laughs> oh goodness yeah so after this we got back to go who's still in his human form um he's looking for uh i don't remember if he outright says it or we're just supposed to assume he's looking for jen and all this 
He's looking for dudes. Yeah, like like gotcha. Uh, the okay. other people yeah. he can make his subordinates. Like I said, the first couple episodes really had me like thrown off, so I, I probably will get things wrong. He's looking for his first story mission. <laughs> yeah, he's kind looking of. for his first quest. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so he's kind of just looking everywhere, and then we see him, like, his face changes, he gets this whiff of something, and I kind of was thinking he was doing the, uh, like, from the former scene where he'd maybe smelled someone, but no, he runs into this restaurant and gets served this massive meal, and he's just absolutely confused and delighted, and it's adorable the entire time. So question for David. Yes. Is shaved ice in Japan better than shaved ice elsewhere? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. A thousand percent. Because like it comes up enough. So here's the thing. Yeah. Is that like shaved ice in other countries is like exactly that. It's just like, you know, kind of you took an ice block and you went and and then you put some like syrup on it. Right. Syrup on it. Yeah. It fucking sucks. It's awful. It's garbage. Like kakigori here is fucking amazing depending on where you get it right so Mm -hmm. you if you're getting like really generic like you go out to a like festival or something to go just like get Mm -hmm. kakigori it's like you know whatever right it's it's very very similar but it is like actually shaved ice it's not just like water frozen into like small chunks and put into a thing it's like actually shaved oh wow okay but uh Kakigori here is like another fucking tier, like comparatively, right? So like I've gone to have a kakigori that is like this, and it's cheap and it's good, and it's really delicious. It's like matcha with like milk kakigori, so it's like shaved milk mm. or like vanilla milk. Mm. With like sweet beans and mochi and matcha. It's like very, very traditionally Japanese flavors. But you can get some like really wild shit for kakigori. That looks incredible though, honestly. Yeah. All right. That is good insight because whenever I see somebody have like shaved ice, like an anime or something like that, that sounds like it sucks. Like I said, kakigori gets wild. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject, then David, can you tell me? Uh, what the difference is with the parfaits and I promise I'll stop with food questions after that but I've noticed that's a much bigger thing there what, what the difference between parfaits is uh, like specifically yeah because here it's like pudding and like maybe some whipped cream on top so I was kind of like curious what the Japanese equivalent uh, of that okay. is because it seems so, like something a lot of characters go for <sighs> Japanese parfait yeah, yeah like it is similar in in like style but the the you know the tier is higher because you have to remember japan is a specialist country and what i mean mm-hmm. by that is that if you go to a restaurant that says we serve parfaits that is the only thing they fucking serve so right. they are <laughs> really fucking good at making parfaits but they don't do anything else nothing else so you'll get a parfait that's like just like ridiculous because all of their effort is being put into just making a parfait. Interesting. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. 
So they've had a lot of time to sit there and think and be like, okay, well, how much can I spend on a parfait? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because there were plenty of times when we lived in the city. It, I went to a, uh, and fortunately for me, my very first experience with ramen was an actual like ramen shop and that's all they served. Like the owner was from Japan and he had a very specific recipe. And so I tried to eat ramen at other places after that that were like, Japanese quote-unquote or like fusion cuisine right and you you just can't catch that high anywhere else so I I definitely understand the concept so for example here's here's a here's a good example right you know the restaurant Denny's yeah you've been to Denny's right Uh, would you ever eat a parfait from Denny's absolutely fucking not (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was gonna say like the super like McDonald's and like wall mortification of like you can get a super right. cheap here's some granola it's a parfait mm-hmm. yeah this is what these are all parfaits from denny's that you can get in japan oh my fucking god that would be a whole meal for me holy cow and the problem is we do get this at like super like boutique stores where it's like super like costly like oh spend 17 dollars and get like a fun like thing for instagram but it's made for instagram it's not going to be good to eat right exactly no this is just like regular menu items at denny's here oh my god that's incredible no uh that's that's great um no um that's good context though because like especially like the um shaved ice there's like huh yeah, I had the same thought. And once again, I just assumed that was an entirely Listen, like an American position to take on Japan something. Japan so. don't fuck around when it comes to parfaits, okay? Love it. Oh my God, look at that. Japan does not Ooh. fuck around when it comes to parfaits. <laughs> I've linked a parfait that is probably larger than this woman's head and upper torso, height wise. Oh yeah, it's it. It would be like, if you're American like me, it's like the equivalent of those really, really wild uh, Bloody Marys that you see. It's just huge and a whole lot. <laughs> Can you imagine how buff Meg the Parfait Liver Girl would have to be? Oh, dude, she'd be, she'd hell be yeah. buff as hell. <laughs> She's packing some muscles under that shirt. You have no idea. We do get a character later, though, that has almost as good a name as Meg the Parfait Liver Girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, though. I would go ham on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I just want parfaits. Good thing there's Denny's near my house. Maybe I'll go. <laughs> I'm in a food desert for parfaits like like that. Mm. I'm in a food desert period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, okay. So anyway, back on track. Our boy tries the shaved ice and like falls in love to the point that we get like a whole uh, CG scene in the background because <laughs> he is so stoked about this shaved ice. <laughs> <laughs> so his little mini freak out is actually kind of cute. Um, and then we cut to Hitomi, who we figure out is actually eating in the same restaurant as him. The uh, table. And sh- <laughs> well, we don't find that out till later, but yeah. Um her friend is encouraging her to go out and meet a guy because she never does anything. And she's, of course, like, no, I'm happy with my life the way it is. And da da da. And then we cut over to uh, she points out uh, she's like, how about a guy like him? And points over and it's uh, go just absolutely going crazy over his food. 
And she just kind of giggles and she's like, yeah, no, not really for me. The thing, though, is that she's wearing her headphones in the restaurant while her friend's talking to her. It's like, damn, you aren't social. Mm -hmm. She doesn't give a fuck. I I actually kind of like that about her. (laughs) She's just rude as shit. She says this is all bullshit. Um, Yeah, so suddenly we get to where the uh, the... I don't know if it's the waiter or the chef is trying to hand him a bill and he is just dumbfounded by this concept that he would have to pay for his food. He's like, he doesn't know what money is. Yeah, he doesn't know what money is. He doesn't know what a bill is. He's starting to get like frustrated and angry and starting to kind of get loud and act out. Um, When all of a sudden Hitomi's friend kind of like jumps up and drags her in the middle and is like, Oh no, she'll take care of it, which such a dick move. I'm glad it was like only like 5,000 yen, which it seemed like you got way more than that, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. The whole thing was just weird. And of course, you know, Hitomi being the person she is, she goes ahead and pays it. And um, the next scene, we see her outside, like kind of with her pocketbook tipped over, like showing it's empty and looking kind of depressed. Um, And all of a sudden, Ghost shows up in human form. And is trying his best to be like, oh, no, I'm in your debt. Let me let me take care of you. Let me pay you back. I do like that because she can't see this episode. It's like she's without her powers. It's kind of weird because it's so soon. We don't actually know what she's like with her powers and Mm -hmm. whole weirdness of why she doesn't have them. But yeah. Yeah, it is. And of course, she's just, you know, she just wants to be left alone. She's definitely that that kind of character. And she just tells him, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And like walks off. But the more she tries to, like, tell him it's fine, like, I'm going now, leave me alone, the more he follows her and the more aggressive he gets about the fact that he has to pay off this debt. Um, So he starts, like, chasing her through the city, which we get some pretty good camera shots of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if it appears in a later episode, but I'm pretty sure I know what part of Tokyo this is because I've been there. Oh, really? Yeah. But it is like it is from 10 years ago and they've done some um, some construction on the area. So I'm not sure if like the building that they're in in a later episode still exists. Mm. I think you could tell from like the like subway line, though, kind of where it curves. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I was able to tell. Um, but yeah. And like the best part of the show and like we see it more later, I think, is like. I had to like go and like just like pitch people on the thing the show does best. I think it's actually all the shots of like go buying like green tea at a vending machine in like its monster form and all that and like in the sun. That stuff's great. Right. It's mm-hmm. just it's just goofy stuff like that, right? Yeah. Just doing normal people things, yeah. But no. Um he like is like crawling on the floor after her too. Like they get like an elevator, all the stuff going on yeah that's it yeah that part was so funny so he she finally like kind of manages to get the slip on him by running into an elevator but of course he gets shoved into it also so she like as soon as the elevator opens she runs off and then he tries to but gets trampled so she kind of like screws herself in this instance because she's like oh god he fell over let me go back and check on him and he grabs her hand and is like i have to repay my debt and she's like you're so annoying and then gets up and stomps off like that's the worst thing she can say to someone who's like aggressively following her and like manhandling her she's just like oh you're annoying and 
it it isn't even a thing. Like I laughed so hard at that. Yeah. Is this where they go to the karaoke bar? Almost, yeah. So we're about to cut over to uh our guy. Oh, we still don't have a name for him yet. Uh, okay. Rye. Rye, yes. It, well, no, I know his name, but I was saying we, we haven't quite figured it out in the episode. But yeah, we cut it to Rye in the restaurant, and he's still in his like buff guy form shirtless, and he's got this whole big group of girls following him, and he sits down, and he sees another group of girls across from him, and he tries using his line about uh, drowning in a sea of passion or whatever again. <laughs> And they just kind of laugh at him and he's like, they're like, no, we don't like buff guys. We like that guy and point to this like kind of generic looking guy on a poster that's singing karaoke. <laughs> Which, yeah, God. <laughs> fun fact about guy on poster. He's a real dude. OK, I was wondering. I was about to say, great. I just called him generic guy and he's famous. It, like, no, but he's he's playing himself in the show oh okay he's like uh he's like a he's like a very famous director actually uh what's his name something senpai oh god uh it might be easier to look it up in the wiki for the show but yes anyway he he's he's like an actual like director guy and like that's just whole shtick is like being like that that's hilarious yeah i really just liked though that there's this group of like sophisticated women who are like yeah no i'm not going for the uh the generic model look i want a guy that looks like that <laughs> and his whole retinue is just fine with it and they like stop when he says stop it's like hi and they're just like hang it out just follow his orders right yeah it's a, a strange spell this dude weaves um so yeah then we uh cut over to hitomi and she's still running from go um and ends up running into the arms of Ray, oddly enough. And um, she decides to tell Go that this is her boyfriend and they're going on a date now. Sorry. And he just immediately calls horseshit because he can see his his actual yeah. form. He's like, don't bullshit me, lady. <laughs> and challenges him to a fight like immediately. And I just love how horny he is for her. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> join the harem let me reel you in yes yes exactly <laughs> yeah and this this next part is one that i kind of was having a hard time understanding what was happening because we like see this harem of women what in what almost looks like a dreamscape <laughs> like an actual harem yeah it's it's fucking weird yeah yeah He's like sitting on the throne and he's like throwing out his arms, like groping people left and right and like talking about how the world is going to be a pleasure utopia and this, that and the other. And then suddenly Hitomi's sitting in his lap drinking a cup of oolong tea. And I'm like, what? what is happening here? I think it was sake. Oh, OK. I think it's definitely alcohol. Whatever. She was chugging it back like a pro. So good for her. Yeah, she did it here. She's like, oh, yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah. And then. um she starts noticing like these weird sparks coming from his arm as he's trying his best to like get it in with her. And um, he like suddenly <laughs> freaks out and we don't really understand the context of it. He like was like got punched by go and like I think like it like resonated with him and he was like, he's right. I feel nothing. I'm going to beat him so I can party kind of thing. I think is what he's going for. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was missing. 
I, I wonder I wonder if it it's like a weird thing where like he's been challenged to a duel and now like due to cosmic horse shit he cannot like not do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would honestly make sense, yeah. Um well after that though, we actually get a pretty good fight scene, and I really enjoy the graphics of how they do these fight scenes. Like there's so much going on and it's so engaging to watch. Cause they each have like their like whole like backdrop. Also, like the floor gets equal parts, like their colors. Right, yeah, yeah. It looks like a chessboard or something. Yeah, it's really interesting. And like like shifts based on like who has control of the fight kind of stuff and like mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely some thought really... put into how it looks. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I they have this, what I called an epic battle, but just because I enjoyed the graphics so much. Um, and Go wins. And the terms of the battle for these seems to be that if he defeats them, they, you know, owe him the favor of becoming his minion, I guess. Yes, basically. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, so he essentially just says, look, we're going to protect the earth and you already love all the women anyway. So why don't you just make it your mission to protect all the women of earth? And he's like, okay, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that makes sense. for me. <laughs> yeah. He wins though, by like throwing his sword up when like lightning is getting thrown at him. So it goes to the sword, then punching them while they're like stuck. Yeah. Yeah, this is almost like a WWE move. I really liked it. One thing, um, when he challenges him, like he says something like, "You fall into being like a shadow person for like your like lust and like mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat your sins out of you." Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed like in all these battles though, when he's about to take on his opponent, he yeah. always has like a really great way of like explaining why they're a bad guy. Um, even if they are like for the most part pretty innocuous I think really yeah <laughs> and like I just like um like how Rai's saying like oh but I'm just enjoying my life and being honest with myself I was like true yeah and like yeah yeah you know, sure. but no right. yeah. Oh, sins yeah just I mean a bad guy but only in the most objective sense of it um however we should see uh, the next scene, though, where Jin returns to the office. Oh, God, yes. OK, so I misunderstood initially and for whatever reason thought he was the president of a bank. So my notes are incorrect. So I did correct them after we get to a further episode. He's like the president of but, a uh, company or something, right? Yeah, they're, I think up to this point, they've been kind of generic about what the company or product is. They're just going like... It's a big Zaibatsu. It's going to do stuff, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we have a pretty attractive woman in the background, which I just assumed was his secretary, and that's how I noted her. Um, and he... You'd be right, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Well... As, as we see later, yes. <laughs> with benefits. Yes. So he kind of, um, like, has this moment where he collapses and he's kind of remembering like taking over the body and the circumstances around that so when she bends over to kind of comfort him he's like what you know what was i like what kind of person was i and she kind of like breaks it down for him that he was a bit of an egomaniac 
and um, always wanted things that were beyond his reach and this, that, and the other. Um, but she's into it. Right? Yeah, uh, like clearly into it. Um, and that only also gets worse. Maybe a little bit too into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he says that he's changed and she's like, oh, you've been reborn. And then for whatever reason, just starts taking all her clothes off. Like I said, hyper horny. And, yeah. <laughs> She's honestly one of the funniest characters in the show to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this scene had me very confused, but then how she acts in further scenes, I was just like, oh, this is just her. And it, it becomes funnier as you go. Because like, it's like all the stuff like, oh, like I was unhappy, but I was a man trying to hold the whole world. She's like, yeah, maybe that's a difficult thing to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a bit much. Oh goodness. It is a, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> definitely. So anyway, moving on from that, uh we're starting to get to the close here and uh Hitomi comes to work with her grandma at the pawn shop and uh her grandma tells her, "Oh, hey, we've hired some part-time help." And uh, of course, it's Go and Ray, and they're in human form, but she sees them in her monster form. So we get to close out with her talking about her period yet again. My period's finally over, but another period of my life is sure to begin. <laughs> it's begin, yep, yeah, that's a yep, <laughs> yeah. And with Go and Ray fighting each other in the background, which had very much like uh. Momotoro's vibes to it just yeah like yeah. it's it's uncanny I'm just like okay mm -hmm. yes that's what we're doing huh <laughs> yes so uh actually really fun and funny episode so I, I'm glad that this one was my one to cover this round yeah and I think it, like this show did come into its own a little bit more episode I think three mm -hmm. is kind of where the show felt like I knew what it was better but yeah it started to hit its stride for sure uh, the ending song also um, changes each time where it's like a different skit, which is something that like, I liked. Yeah, that was such a good like in it. I think it wasn't until the episode after this that I kind of picked up on that. And then like it kind of got to where I was really excited to see that ending scene every time because I, was, I usually like will do the uh, 15 seconds forward on uh, the closing credits. But this time I was like. Oh no, I'm really engaged with this now. <laughs> like they found a way to hook me. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, and David, yes. you have episode three, Delirious Dancing. Yeah. Um Oh goodness. Who baby. I yeah, I think it is definitely like you said. <laughs> um by episode three, you kind of understand where this show is like thematically, mm -hmm. story wise. Like you're kinda like, okay, yeah, I get it and maybe some of <laughs> some of that is from the fact that you know we've watched Gato, we've watched changer on and this is like some kind of weird amalgamation of those things in some ways more yeah. than others um but yeah th this episode very very much demonstrates where i think it's gonna go and at this point to be honest i'm kind of like by episode three, I was like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I was wondering, because like, I'm kind of not sure either, but also like, this is 
this feels much more like what I think about when I think of like a slice of like Japanese comedy. Yeah. Like this kind of like the style of comedy more like not slapstick like change rod you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah i i kind of had the same indecision um and i i know i'm kind of jumping a little bit but I, by the end of episode four i i'm pretty sold on it so but yeah i definitely identify with being at this point and being like what are we doing <laughs> and the answer is apparently we're following, following one, one guy's, guy's career, career. yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um we we find out at at least at the the start of this episode um that you know it's it's weird it, like there's so many things about this show that are just like fucking weird and i don't get it <laughs> and i i think i was just mesmerized by this scene because i literally have no notes on what this actual scene is but all i've written down is the slow zoom on her boobs was a bit much so that, <laughs> that's a good subtitle for the show, I think. <laughs> so that that immediately went and like mined that back out of my brain. So okay, so what happens at the start of this episode is they're they're in a arcade club bar, maybe, and there's a dude who looks suspiciously like Urutaros from Deno, yes. like. Mm-hmm. If this dude was like, oh, I cosplay as Urutaros on the weekend, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd pay for your picture. Yeah. But he's he's just he's just dancing away at this game and they're just like, man, he's so good at game. Like I it says like a stupid name, like something like Ultra Dance Fighter Max or some shit. Kaiser X. Beat Kaiser, yeah, yeah. It's like some stupid fucking oh, name. Oh gosh, yeah. And they're like Oh, you know, he's he's amazing at this game or whatever. And it's got fucking homeless Yamashita talking to the most like when I heard the character's name, I was like, really? That's where you're going to go. with?" <laughs> Her name is like was like Surfer Jenny or something like a, a, a Surfer, Surfer, Jane. Surfer Jane. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Like some fucking character you'd battle in Pokemon. Oh, Surfer Jane wants to fight you. <laughs> Right, like <laughs> I wrote down "cowboy Curtis" a couple times just to make myself laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like okay, and just for whatever reason, it just zooms in on her boobs because well, why not? <laughs> why she not? Yeah. Looks like that character from Final Fantasy X, Riku. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I actually wrote in my notes. I said, "Wait, is this the dude who just plays Urutaros from Deno?" I almost can't tell. <laughs> This dude, uh, Tomoiki Hiroshi, um, is Sonashi in Don Brothers, one of the final oh, villains. Oh, okay. So he's still getting work, huh? Cool. All right. Good, Good for, for him. him. Um, so anyway, he's playing this game. He's, he's schooling people. And <laughs> I, is it the same character from later, Ryoko, who shows up? Because it's like, she's like, I'm golden chin cactus or whatever the fuck her name was no she's like now i'm gonna duel you it's a different person okay i think this is the same character who's the detective next episode and was the poppy girl right in, in the episode before this okay that that makes sense because of the joke that we get right. later on okay yeah so she's like oh, i'm gonna challenge you to this game because apparently it's like you he's, he's too, too good, good. and <laughs> 
and the game is that she's like i'm i'm the game is that she has like this really elaborate entrance where she's like dressed in kimono and she has the paper umbrella and like a cadre of people mm-hmm. who are like showing they're in they're like oh shit shit's gonna get real and then she gets beat in like three seconds she's like i give up i quit i'm done <laughs> and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> this whole lot of fanfare for no reason there yeah the important thing though is that the homeless dude is here explaining all this to Surfer, Surfer Jane. Jane's boobs. Um, which honestly makes sense, though, because there is, like, if you think back on it, you also kind of have to wonder how he spends his time, because he always seems to be outside of Grandma's pond well, homeless. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got to fill those hours somehow. Might as well hang out in the arcade and comment about, you know, people's boobs and who's the best player on a dance right. battle yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> His line, though, the rumors are true. There is a dark side to the gamers world we can't even imagine. I cringed so hard. <laughs> oh, do okay. This is that's why I wrote the 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 dark side. No, I wrote the note. <laughs> us gamers, am I right? Yeah, because yeah, it's just like, and then it shows like this like soliloquy of like this dude who's like dressed up like uh fucking what's his name the detective what's his name um. Uh, dick tracy with like a tommy gun and he's just like laughing and shooting and the other guys like dress up like a surgeon and they're like oh he's so good at this game he's like a surgeon rumor is he's actually a surgeon in real life and then this (laughs) nationality unknown and he's got scalpels for hands (laughs) yeah he's got scalpels for yeah scalpels for fingers or whatever the fuck it is dr blackjack and don toratoria Oh my! And isn't Toratoria the most generic, uh, quote unquote, Italian word that you can think of? They are demons who risk their lives to achieve the highest score. You know, you'd think if you were going to be a demon, you'd find a better way to spend your time. This sounds like a like what like Walgreens internal gamer energy drink is like in the inside or something, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just fucking weird. Um. And then eventually, you know, I'm I'm probably skipping a lot here, but like not much really happens. You know, you see the boys and they're working at the the old lady shop as as dudes and cleaning the floor and, you know, mm-hmm. just doing like general work stuff about, you know, how to get money and we got to work back our debt and blah, blah, blah. Um, So <laughs> after this, they they get back. Uh, Hitomi and Go get back into the the game club, whatever it is. And great extras. Like so many people like dressed like boxers or strawberries or Oh yes, yeah, so many great extras. I I forgot though, <laughs> she they they meet her her friend, her school friend, uh Ryoko <laughs> at like the temple or whatever. And, and I love she this. has the best commentary. Yes. Hitomi does. <laughs> There is a scene before this where two dudes meet at the waterfront because they're like coming into Japan or something, entering it illegally. Because mm-hmm. like it's like the doctor is like waiting in and on the beach is this like mafia guy from the game. mafia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this very generic mafia character. <laughs> this is like if like um that arc from um like grappler like Baki where like the like five strongest murderers show up. But it's just like, right. no, they just have to swim into Japan. And and Rico has this amazing power. I don't know why this is a power, but um, 
I guess she's she's kind of like uh, what's his face from Deno, where she can just have people show up and cause her to do a costume change. So <laughs> she's like, I'm no longer <laughs> your classmate, whatever, Yoko. And then she, like two dudes in black suits from like off the state, like off the sides, come up, grab her skirt and top and rip them off. And she underneath, she's wearing a black school girl uniform. She's like, I'm actually dark <laughs> sailor Ryoko two or something. I forget two. what her name is. <laughs> and they're just like, I love okay. that. Yeah. And Hatomi's just like, that's just your winter uniform. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like she's she's having none of this shit. I love that multiple times she walks forward like Steve from Minecraft, and you can see her outfit under her, and then somebody comes up and takes it off. Right. Her top one. <laughs> Those people dressed in black are like traditional Japanese like stage yeah. hands called mm-hmm. Kuroko. Just like a funny gag where they come in to like it's like instead of CG, we're just gonna have these people here, which I guess fun. I have dudes come in. I mean, this this becomes an even bigger gag in the next episode after this, but Oh um, yes. Because they're also wearing black stockings yeah. and heels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Which yeah, is my favorite joke so far, um, yes. So anyway, they did like, oh, she's gonna go duel this dude at the the game club. And they get there and she makes this whole big like thing about her her dueling this dude. And then she loses in like 10 seconds and just goes, I'm retiring. Yes. And like walks. But, <laughs> yeah. And so dumb. When they enter the scene, though, like he's also facing the doctor guy. The doctor's like, hup. And, the, and like he's like, are you a god? And he gets blasted right. away to oblivion. Yes. So dumb. Uh, and, and the meanwhile, Go is like Go freaks out every time she does like a costume change, like the most just generic costume change ever. He's like, "Holy shit, she changed costumes!" <laughs> it reminded me of like um, if you've ever seen Arrested Development, every time she like freaks out over Jean Parmesan. <laughs> yeah, you know they're the worst fucking disguises in the world, but he still goes nuts for them, very much in the style of Jessica Walters in that show. Just. Ah! <laughs> I'm just imagining, and that's why I always leave a note. Just that joke, too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, one point in the episode, like, the boys are like, can you see us? And they take her out, like, to this hill to talk Mm -hmm. and, like, drink and talk about, oh, like, you could see weird stuff. And, like, that ends with, like, go just calling her a doubter. Like, oh, it's okay. You'll work on it. Yeah. And her getting, like, uh, like just ridiculously offended over that which i thought was strange like you didn't know i completely forgot that there is a scene when they're dueling uh at the fucking dance thing that he just does like a straight up hook to no can reference and punches her to death yes (laughs) and then when when he's dueling the other guy the guy that's supposed to be like the the FPS like, you know, Tommy gun cool dude guy. His fingers are faster than machine guns. He shoots pulls through his opponent's soul. Yeah. Yeah. He just shows up and he's just like this fat loser with a with a mustache. <laughs> it's so funny. It was once again, such a generic like mafia stereotype right. going on there. He's also a Magi, though, but he's not a bad guy or the villain. No, episode. he's just there. He's just doing no. his thing, man. That's what I said. There are so many, like, quote unquote, monsters in the series that are completely innocuous. Like, 
if the monster that lived in my neighborhood wanted nothing more than to play video games, I'd be fine with that. Right, exactly. What does the monster neighborhood want to do, Steph? Um, I haven't quite figured out the motivation yet, but I am on duty. I'm guaranteeing it. But, uh, so after this, uh, he basically, you know, go challenges. He's like, well, I have to challenge you to a duel now. And they just, they, <laughs> it's just both of them in suits doing stupid fucking dances is pretty funny. But they, they finally duel. And this dude is just definitely like 100% Urotaro. So like they just ripped him off. Right. Um, in between this, before we get the fight, we go back to Jin. Yes. And, <laughs> okay. Um, there's a lot in this scene, and it's only like 30 seconds to a minute long. So he's like talking to a dude who's like, uh, I, he's like, I don't want to buy your company, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're just talking like business shit. And then out of nowhere, he just gets bored by a fucking skeletal chicken, just eats his whole body. And like a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like, like yeah, like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Just yeah. eats his whole body. And I was like, well, I didn't expect to see a guy to get bored today. But that was weird. And for some reason, his secretary is so horny. Like <laughs> to the point where she cannot stand up anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't realize horny was the emotion, though, until we get that very last shot. Right. To be perfectly fair, I thought that she was horrified. I was very No, wrong. she was like, turn the fuck <laughs> on. And I was like, what the hell? Well, just uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, they showed her hand up her skirt in what was very clearly intended to be her uh, being overly horny by that entire uh, monster eating the uh, guy situation. <laughs> The implication was that, like, she, like, saw this violence and, like, just could not control could not herself stand anymore. after she yeah. enjoyed it. But <laughs> um, it was a lot. There's also a scene mid episode where, like, she's between his legs and there's like just I'd forgotten that, too. Yeah, there's some condensation on her chest and he's like, oh, she's like underneath his desk. She's all horny and. He's like, ah, humans are such busy lives, but I think it's fun. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, because that's the second time this episode you see her and think she's in one context until they show that last shot. And you're like, she's under his fucking desk. Yeah. Like, there's not even like sometimes there are shows that will make like a a like blowjob like joke and it'll be like, oh, actually, I was trying to find a pen. Right. No, this is just like, oh, yeah. So. She was blowing this guy as he was talking about his evil plants. Straight out porn. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and I think she's so funny by this point because I was like, God damn, she's just so ride or die for this guy. <laughs> Anything he does, she's all about it. Like, hell yeah, murder hobo. I'm here for it. And she like just found out, oh, it's not really this guy anymore. It's some, like somebody else. He's a demon now. Very she, clearly it is someone else, but... And she likes him even more. Can you get a second demon heart? I'm here for it. Here's my assumption, right? Is that, like, everyone this dude has touched has, like, killed themselves in a weird, like, goofy way. 
like the guy who's like, ah, money. And then he like throws the money and he touches the money. Like the money has touched Jin in some way. And then he just like chokes himself with his own money. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to assume that like he causes people to like take their sins to like a maximum level and then off themselves. That's interesting. Yeah. So her sin is being horny for her boss. I would just assume that her sin is lust. Yeah. She she kind of seems like a like a succubus almost. I mean, uh, I think that um, it might just be that both in Garo and in Chageron, there was just a dude who had a ride or die lady or like four. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really optimistic of you. And I appreciate it. Completely possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. This world is insane. How's the episode end, though, David? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. The episode. Uh, the episode. Oh, God, I don't remember how the episode ends. How does the episode end? After Go beats. Beats the Shadow Clone. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Then then he she shows up to, like, work at Grandma's house and he just, like, fixes everything with a screw, like a power drill. Including a bicycle. <laughs> Yeah. Including a bicycle that changes into a unicycle, which is weird because the bicycle was perfectly fine. It just didn't have a seat. But then he brings back a unicycle, mm-hmm. but the unicycle has a seat. So that would imply to me that they had a bicycle seat for the bicycle that they were told they couldn't. I don't know. I just love how it's like he's working on something and like he's human. Then he comes back in the scene with a unicycle. It is monster. Form. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. I, I like the fact that it, throughout the episode, they kind of it almost seems like he might be kind of an, like an antisocial guy, like he really doesn't want a lot to do with people. But then he like honestly so flawlessly integrates into kind of the chaos of the situation that I was really impressed with that character. Mm. And yeah, um, now there are mm-hmm. three. <laughs> episode four, uh, dual gifted dame. Probably my favorite episode of the four. Yeah. Um. So now there are three. She calls them three demigod freeloaders. And <laughs> it's her job to teach them today as she's just like listening to her child's Walkman. Um, and like she brings the trash out, drops it. Then the like Mr. Gabashid is like, hey, <laughs> he's just under the trash. <laughs> <laughs> That was the weirdest thing because my first thought was, did was he laying there and she just didn't see him and tossed it? Or did he like really struggle to catch that trash before it hit the ground? He's like did like a a jumping dive to like slide underneath it before it hits the ground. That's perfectly good. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, which kind of makes sense because it it seems like that's how he finds what he peddles to people. So Um, there is a scene where she talks about how. They get up with the sun, the uh, Hikari Bito, these light people. They're just called light. Hikari Bito is literally light people. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, oh, cool. Lightians or light people. Um, Like, keep calling them lightians because um, I like that. Yeah, it works. But yeah, um, when the sun comes up, they're truly of light. They get up and they all throw their blankets and she's like, oh, and <laughs> she's um their teacher for the day. She's kind of like wondering why. So then like Rai's like, oh, then instead you could be my girlfriend. Taps his bed. Yep. <laughs> <'Cause>, okay. <laughs> Which the part that I thought was weird was 
Why is her grandmother letting her sleep in a room with what she presumes are three perfectly normal teenage to 20 something year old guys? And she's just like, yeah, that's fine. There's definitely not going to be anything that happens there. Yeah, She's got to grow up someday. Yeah, either that or she's got to grow up someday. Yeah. It's, it's just like, OK, so this is the episode where the fan subbing changed, right? So like. It's so yes. It's so weird when they're they they get like words like shiso or not shiso. Shiso is a plant. <laughs> shiso is a is a delicious green leaf. Um, shisho. Yeah, right? shisho. Which is yeah, which is te- it's actually more closer to like master, is what I okay. would. It's it's not. Shisho is not the same as sensei, but it's like you'd use it more in like a martial arts sense than you would in. Uh, yeah. Like a, I'm teaching you something sense. That's when you get it to older. Like a lot of fan subs are just like fan subs nowadays are like trying to just be clear. They're not trying to be like, look at how much Japanese I know. Right. Well, right. Th- this to me indicates that you don't know that much because you weren't able yeah, to translate it. A very easily <laughs> translatable word like Kagibito and like Hikaribito. Like I get it because like those technically aren't words. They're an amalgamation of of two words together. So there's no like good direct translation for that. But like you could think of an OK word like Lydians is kind of weird, but like I get it. Yeah, that translates at least like to like, OK, like light people right. you're there. Um. This group is known for, um, was it, they translated, like, somebody saying hi to, like, a group of samurais. Oh, hello, samurai-san, Tachi. Oh, oh man. wow. Okay. Which is two levels of, of, so, I don't really understand, like, besides, like, 201 Japanese honorifics, but I kind of feel like they aren't, like, they aren't something people think about too much in conversation, like, they're very, like, second nature which is how most people like sub them you know right like so Mm -hmm. the thing about honorifics is you only use honorifics based off like your your relationship to the person and social status so depending on who you are like some people will just not use honorifics because they don't care they're like you know kind of a freewheeling spirit then there's other people who are like would use honorifics every single time because that's just the kind of person they are it just depends. And then there's some people who will use it sometimes and other people, times they won't use it at all. And like, I think a lot of current subbing is much more like, oh, it, let's translate it as like, oh, it's Mr. Or, oh, it's like. More likely to try to like give you the idea of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, we'll try not to. Hopefully it doesn't crop up more, but it could happen with just like a group that liked to have a more uh traditional we like japanese like style like sub but yeah and thankfully if if that's you we've got a david Mm. and he yeah i think i think that's a little bit of a different (laughs) different situation right because like normally you wouldn't have someone that speaks japanese to a good enough level that would be like actually this is dumb and i'll tell you why that's why i changed the first three episodes for you too just to be like okay Hopefully this helps a little bit ease in because I was having some <laughs> like knowing certain words like, oh, I know that like this word means light and this means shadow. 
it was still yeah. kind of like, yeah, this is awkward, but no. Yeah, and I literally know nothing except for like the, and just because I've heard them over and over again, what I've heard are the same like generic terms that a lot of like weebs know. Right. <laughs> so I, I I can offer no additional context except to just be the absolutely confused American on this show. Oh yeah, but there's a lot of us though, Steph. Don't worry, you're not alone there. Um, but what happens next? Oh, the boys are washing their faces and then we see a commercial for some skin cream <laughs> she's she's kind of doing like almost a mom thing with them which is cute in its own way yeah and we see there's another hb hanging out and this one's a lady that's a spider and maybe a swan i don't know <laughs> yeah she kind of had a i don't want to say black widow because she didn't like go out of her way to like kill husbands or anything like that but i i kind of got the vibe that that's what they were going for and she wants to be the most beautiful on earth she loves the flowers in the sky but she wants to be the most beautiful like she was in the land of truth mm -hmm. and she becomes this model from this ad and then the like lady from before that's a detective now is like Ooh, what's going on i'm a secret character <laughs> she does like some weird ass like fourth wall breaking stuff be like Okay. Yeah, like as she's like tilted right over this lady's face, it was such a bizarre scene, but I enjoyed it because I was like, well, hell, we're sexualizing everything else. Why not sexualize just leaning over someone who's laying on the ground? And they're just like talking about it. And she's like, oh, well, I'm the most beautiful. But she's like, no, I don't know. That's probably me. So that she <laughs> becomes her and like makes her turn into a butterfly led by the stagehands. Yeah. Oh which my God. Is so yeah. And they're weird. very obvious about the stagehands and like making sure you know this butterfly is on a stick and there's someone like carrying it around it was so just weirdly funny i couldn't get over it and she goes to the store and just like she's like lounging on the ground being like oh and ah i'm so beautiful it's so great she goes to the store on the ground so goofy mm -hmm. And she's just like, get me the best clothes for me. And they're going to get all these outrageous, like, Jimmy Buffett things, like leopard print yes. things. <laughs> Was that butterfly still in the scene the entire time telling her, no, that doesn't even fit. No, that's it. Return me to my body. Like, it, it's just hilarious, this extra dialogue that's happening in the background. Meanwhile, ladies are just like running behind her with sticks with butterflies on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great. Like, this point, I was like, okay, this is good use of like practical effects and like comedy and like weird choices to make. Yeah. And then like she's just like on this like stairs hanging out. There's this guy there, just like dude, scruffy dude, like eating some combos or something. And then like his like girlfriend's up, like, who's this bitch? And she's like, I don't know. That she gets his <laughs> boyfriend onto his neck, takes a neck bump. And then she's like, oh, are you okay? He's like, yeah. And then. He's like, she's more beautiful than me. You stop paying attention to me. Becomes her, makes the both butterflies. <laughs> so now she's got two more butterflies with active voices following her around the city. We cut to Hitomi trying to show the boys how to clean rice. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the funniest scenes to me, honestly. <sighs> It, it, just because it reeked so much of like those old, once again, those Momotoros battles that we used to get just constantly with the boys just all trying to outdo each other. And I, I couldn't stop giggling the entire time. So Go is like slapping it too fast. Rise just Shit. punching it. 
<laughs> sending it all over the kitchen, which was hilarious. And then Geki pulls his drill back out. Again, like he fixes every problem with a drill. <laughs> he does machines, yeah. And then she's like, okay, next thing, money handling. <laughs> And they're like, oh, it's just scraps of paper. This is just paper. <laughs> this is too hard. <laughs> and so Geki and Go get frustrated, but then she's like, oh, right, good job. He's like, you bet I have fingers. dexterous fingers and whips her skirt up. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking perv. I love it. Uh, but then we um cut back to um find out later her name is Show, but um she, she's like lounging outside the store that has this like sign that says smog here on the ground again yes just uh, just she's just always just like rolling around on the ground and i'm just like you know for someone who's like supposed to women be, be doing that you know huh? supposed to be like i am the be- i'm the most beautifulest you you really probably shouldn't be rolling around on the ground well not only that but i was thinking like i how is the foot traffic over there? Like, wouldn't she just get trampled? Depends over? on where you are, but it can be a lot. I guess. Yeah. How is nobody at these stores being like, "Hey, can you get off the ground?" You're right. Yeah. Well, she turned them all into butterflies, right? Exactly. Or they're all looking at her legs. <laughs> uh, but she sees this TV, and there's a 16 year old idol. And did you catch this cameo, David? Oh, 100% immediately. Are you kidding? I didn't catch it when she was on the TV because the quality on the TV like shot was too low. But when she shows up in the actual thing, I was like, wait, what? I paused it and I went to look and it wasn't in the wiki. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, who played this character? So I had to actually go to like find who was in the episode and she's uncredited, which is a goddamn shame. I think that might also be just like there's no like wiki for this series. There's like the broader Tokopedia. So like it's just missing so much. And like what's actually on IMD. Right. Be for the show, you know. So did you catch who it was, Steph? I, you know, she looked incredibly familiar to me, but I feel that way about a lot of the things that we watch. So I wasn't sure. All right. Who was it? It was Kaoru. Really? Oh my goodness. Okay, that explains a lot. Then. Yeah. And they're making all these jokes about like, I'm just 16. Eight years after she was on Garo, she's like probably like 30. Right? <laughs> she's 30 something. <laughs> and this 50 style like game show host or whatever he's on, like the Price is Right background is just like, woof woof, you're 18, you're 16, I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and that's when, um, shows like, wait, you're the best beautiful in the world. Hopefully this time it's true. And like becomes her, turns her into like a butterfly. And there's some like pun about like from respected to butterfly. And it's like a, the words look similar. Um, yeah. And leaves. he says like outright, this is a bad time to make a pun or whatever it is he says. Mm-hmm. And then she's like going around like getting attention at this like little boy is like could you give me an autograph and she does but then like tries to like swat away the butterflies the auto like the like butt heart with wings she drew flies in the air as this kid's crying 
and the old man's there be like you're a fraud if you win a beauty contest but you talk like that that's not a real human beauty what a guy he's everywhere you can't get away from him but like for Kaoru specifically do you remember the episode where she's dressed like a princess that's what I was thinking honestly it's the like mm-hmm. I identical thing almost it's like pretty pretty close i'm trying to see if i can find a a picture of it but doesn't seem like i can but no um at the house they're eating watermelon and making the seeds look like the arby's and then hitomi thinks maybe the world would be better if it was destroyed and then like he's like you're thinking that aren't you <laughs> and they all call her pretty gloomy they're like man you suck <laughs> you're a vibe killer lady yeah she show you're not the kind of person that would like blame with people your problems right she show she show she show whatever we say <laughs> who knows um but then they get called insensitive by her grandmother who's back for like one scene yeah because she's inexplicably stomped off again like once again do you not realize how you come across to people and it's okay because we cut to a much more relatable scene of a uh, Jin is in the middle of a land deal and thinks money is strange, um, and tells the dude eat this money on the ground and he just does it. That's why I said he has like the powers yeah. of uh, what's it called, like suggestion or something. Like he has like mind control. I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is, but and her name is Ruika, um, his secretary, um, and she's just like imagining herself naked and being touched by him and making love and then she can't quite reach out to touch him before the guy dies like foaming at the mouth and of course she's uber excited again she just is like man this is this is gonna be so good on my resume (laughs) work for a boss who literally killed off his competitors i like the idea that being super horny for your boss is good at your resume. That's a bad resume. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on who's hiring you. Yeah, true. Um, but um, at the shop, we see that shows there because she heard that like Hitomi was the most beautiful because she's got a good heart or something and something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she gets grabbed for a dating party. And I love how for like the dudes, the dating party all look like they're way older than these high school girls by like 10, 15 <laughs> years. Just probably true because they're mostly like college guys, high school girls. Right. Um, she's just like so happy, like surrounded by flowers on the ground. And then one one dude's like, you're gloomy. You're plain. Sometimes you wish the world be destroyed, don't you? <laughs> it's like, geez, dude, like. Yeah, really? You say that to a stranger? What? Well, her friends are right there that you try to hook up with. I don't know. Um, and then one of my favorite scenes: a guy shows up with large French fries, and then she, like he's like a monster, so she kicks him. He falls. They all grab the plate. He falls down. Sees up the girl's skirt. Is like, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, getting punched, not so bad. Could be worse. Yeah. And um, it reminds me of um. One of my favorite moments from um, the Super Sentai anniversary series, uh, Go Kaiger, 
Um, but no, um, just <laughs> there's a scene in that show where a character like is like mopping and then like another character shows up in like a vest and is like, hey, it's, it's time for some pasta. And he has this silver tray just full of pasta. <laughs> and then the guy mopping is like, looks good. <laughs> Uh, but no um so then um she goes back to the shop and is like what's wrong why don't you enjoy life there's so much beauty in the world yeah she's like enraged by this apparently you wish for the world to be destroyed that's terrible you should love it cheer up <laughs> yeah and we have what i thought was the weirdest twist to this is you think she's about to try and destroy her and then she just walks up and puts a flower in her hair and is like act actively trying to soothe her and be like, you know, the world really isn't that bad. You're clearly really depressed. And then Go shows up and is like, your sins for beauty. I'm going to beat your ass. Duel me. <laughs> Once again, another completely innocuous monster. Their fight scene, though, is just like, it's pretty neat. It has some cool moments. Like she makes like a prison out of arrows and he like blasts them off or whatever. Yeah, right? It's pretty neat. Yeah, it is. I really like um, the animation they do with her bow and arrows. It it reminded me so much of like video game play or something. I I thought it was really cool to see. Yeah. And um, she like is about to be hit by her own arrows falling back down. He like shields her off his back and then she like blushes it's like, ooh. And he looks extremely confused, like even through the mask. It was really enjoyable. <laughs> I'm not okay being an underling, but I'll be your mistress. And he's like, mistress. And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, I guess that's okay. All right. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. <laughs> and then the second she tries to touch him, he freaks out. He's like, stop. No. It's not like she tries to touch him. It's like she reaches around and grabs his dick and balls. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to have a nice way of saying she tries to touch him. Not just like she tries to touch his shoulder. She, she, she goes for the little guy there. Yeah, she's just like, I gotta like start off strong. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the best mistress ever. Like they say in prison, the first day, like, you fight the biggest guy, you gotta, like, first day as a mistress, gotta grab the balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, And, yeah, um, the screen also says mistress determined, which is a pretty good... Right, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, what is it, servant or well, whatever. I, I loved that, yeah. And we cut to him leaving to deliver, like, some furniture she's like oh can i have it going with this he's like no and then she kisses him and he's like whoa and then um tommy says can you stop using my body she's like okay <laughs> just not do that so, well, who the hell am i supposed to be then <laughs> and the people become unbutterflied and she becomes the like model again and then like the guy goes right past his girlfriend to the sherlock holmes cosplayer and it's all back to normal yeah and then uh in their ending credits we get a really really cute scene between all of them in the pawn shop mm -hmm. the last shot is though like they're all doing fireworks for the summer i guess and dancing around and like yeah they're so pretty <laughs> and like that's when katomi to herself says i definitely don't think the world be destroyed Pro probably no i'm sure probably no. <laughs> which good for you hitomi you know COVID hasn't even happened yet. You have no idea how you're going to feel. <laughs> um, and in the ending that, like you mentioned, Steph, um, they're playing the game. Um, Mr. Daruma from Changeron, like the like 
Red light, green light, Daruma. Daruma Kuronda. There we go. That's the kanji mm-hmm. wizard for you. <laughs> Remember his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no. Um, that's the start of Shogeki Go Raigan. And definitely a shorter series that like will have like some smaller chunks, but a lot of weirdness to go through this time. Just because I think like going from a normal show to Changer On is different from going from Changer On to a normal show, let alone a horny, weird adult show. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, because even though we only did four episodes, like it, it's taken us quite a bit of time to like plow through this. So it- I mean, th- there's a lot of, you know, set up for who was who and yeah whatever i don't know i kind of think though that they won't be that much shorter as we get into them if we keep getting all these weird twists and turns and horny surprises i was about to say this is like the horniest thing we've watched besides garbage pail kids and i realized garo was there yeah but garo was never like blatant as this like yeah Okay, <laughs> the giant 70 foot tall tits out white lady. Yes. OK, but the difference being the difference being one, that was the last episode and two, it didn't like have her squish her boobs together and then zoom the camera in. Right. She just happened <laughs> to be naked. <laughs> yeah, like um, she wasn't shooting like milk acid flame jets or anything like the show. would Exactly. Do. It was art, Kip. Oh, yeah, it was art. <laughs> I mean, that lady makes an appearance every time they have a duel and the two things come together and the naked Buddha lady comes out and the eyeballs open. So, you know, I guess it was art in the first episode of Garo when the lady was literally art. When there she you was go. Naked. See, made the connection. But no, um, just this is a much hoardier show, um, which is <laughs> I think it kind of came into it with the characterization and comedy a bit more. I kind of understood what the show was. Yeah. By episode three and four. Yeah, definitely. I think that there are I mean, there are some parts of it that are kind of heartfelt and it does a really good job of like kind of having a little bit serious moments or kind of um, places where you can see that there's some emotion, but it's very much a comedy show. It's like I, I can't think of any other way to put it. It's trying to do like a roundabout Super Sentai kind of thing, like where it's like, oh, and once they get the five people is it going to refocus on Hitomi choosing what kind of adult she's going to be? She's going to. Or is it just going to be a massive orgy? We won't know till it happens. I mean, yeah, just, I'm really wondering because the key thing that like a lot of Toku has become is like, what kind of person do you want to be coming of age or otherwise kind of thing? Or like a mm-hmm. like more mature, like what kind of adult do you want to be in the world? I'm really wondering with Hitomi, what they're going for because i can't tell yet but it's early and they're setting up so much other stuff yeah and i'm kind of wondering that also because by the second episode they have her like already having done like the 90s pretty girl transformation where she loses her glasses so and then they have a scene with her like getting undressed to get into the bathtub so i (laughs) between that (coughs) excuse me and the fact that she's like learning to not be so negative i'm i'm curious to where her story is going mm-hmm. but there's only so much we can guess till next time though where we will look at episodes five through seven of uh Yokohigo um and 
before that, uh, on the other show next week uh, is a whole bunch of stuff uh, that will be in the show notes here. But for now, everybody, um, some questions. And I guess, Steph, um, who are your top three favorite characters this time? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm definitely going to go with uh, you show show you show <laughs> our um the lady yes that one sorry um <laughs> show oh okay yeah i'm always turned over complicates yeah show um i liked that she kind of didn't entirely embrace the monster thing and like i said she had that really just cute moment with hitomi um i really liked the grandma um in that <clears throat> excuse me a lot of what i saw from her that i enjoyed was from those closing scenes like in the very last one we talked about she like they're all acting out and goofing out and um she like makes them bow down to her and tells them all to get back to work uh which i thought was hilarious um and i guess oh that's so tough because there's so many good ones uh probably ray just I, I like how over the top of a let she is. It's just hilarious to watch. And even just like things that normally I'd be like, OK, quit being such a fucking creep like him flipping her skirt. He's just such a charismatic character that I'm like, OK, well, he's just being silly. <laughs> if you, David. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to go with. Hmm. Probably go. As number three, Rai as number two, and number one has to be Homeless Yamashita because, like, he just shows up and he's just like, he just, yes. that man vibing, okay? Like, he's homeless, but he's okay. Mm -hmm. He's just chilling. Yeah. He's good with life, yeah. Mm. I'm going to do an honorary mention to uh, Surfer Jane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, number three for me is going to be Jin because he just, like, is like, Man, I'm just rich if people keep sucking my dick. What's going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's living the life. Man, people are real nice over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, number two, I'm gonna say, um, I actually really like Geki. He like felt like he was like a lot of fun. Just he was like the least of like the problems. He was just trying to yeah. play a video game. Everyone was like, oh, the video gamers are here with the dark assassins. He was living his life. Number one, it's really between Sho and Rai, but I guess I'm going to lean on Rai just because it's so funny what he's doing. <laughs> just like his whole hair and like he starts like singing Rapungi tonight. <laughs> just take it out. Whatever you do. <laughs> and Steph, what was your favorite uh, moment of Toku that we saw? A like effect fight suit, whatever. You know, there were a lot that stood out. This That was a really tough decision, but I am going to have to go with uh, episode one, go in that initial battle where it goes from like a dragon to Hitomi to a fish. Like that just had yeah, so many just cool and funny elements to me that I thought that was a really, really great way to play out that battle. David? Oh, what was it? There was There was a very specific thing and I... It was when it was when uh, I believe it was the lady. Maybe it was Geki. I don't recall. But I'm all, I'm always a sucker for people doing like acrobatic things that like 
you could only do if you had superpowers. So like standing on someone's sword and like running up their arm and jumping off their face. And I don't remember if it was Geki mm-hmm. or Show that did it. it Might have been Show because she's a little bit more acrobatic. But that was definitely my favorite part of this set. Mm. I think for me, just like the shots, like the really beautiful shots of like these like pretty like detailed elaborate for like suits that have to be used in action like compared to most like different franchises but like they just had like like these great scenes of them in the sunset or when they're doing the fireworks like just all the shots where they're mixing in like the slice of life stuff with like their like non-human forms was just pretty great uh but no uh and Steph what was your best outfit of this show so far oh man that's another tough one I'm I, I'm gonna have to go with when a show was getting her makeover and they put her in that outfit that was like the bucket hat and the blue cover and every and it just looked completely insane. But she was living her best life thinking that she was completely high fashion and the butterflies just all arguing in the background. Uh, to me, that was that was the top one. And uh, David. Hmm. I have to say I like Rai in uh, his Naoki form. I think it's just like it's evocative enough of his like monstrous form mm-hmm. that it just like it kind of makes it like there's like a visual language there that makes sense to me. And I I quite like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really like um, it's hard, but I don't just want to give it all the gin. Um, I like just. <laughs> Uh, the um, I'm 16 costume that they had show wearing when she was <laughs> being played by like Howard. Like, okay, there's like a like weird mockery of like an idol suit and stuff. And also, I like how dumb Go's outfit is like red shirt and like red pants because I'm aggro pretty good. Yeah. But uh, now, as we always say, we have to make like the bear and plug ourselves. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, say that every day. Yeah, every day. Um, and Steph, who find you when you're not talking about Tokusatsu? <laughs> really, only one of two places because my job has completely taken over my life by this point. But uh, you can find me at www.arcademilitia.com or on Instagram at nobody much. Um, I do have a Twitter account, but I have not been on it, so I don't feel comfortable plugging it because you'll never see me there. So. That's it for me. And Dave? Right, you can find me on the Tokyo Fresh podcast uh, at Tokyo Fresh podcast on Instagram or my personal Instagram at Zyrell. Um, yeah, things have kind of been popping off. So I'm 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 happy about uh, the podcast's reach, I guess. You could find uh, me on uh, com at James Forge or on co-host um, at James D. Uh, you can find the podcast at Common Ride on Twitter or Common Ride on uh, co-host. And uh, Mastodon is uh, is scary, but I'm slowly working at it. Um, <laughs> please go to CommonRide.com uh, for episodes and articles. There is a slash merch for links to our merch with uh, proceeds going to Trans Lifeline. Uh, there is a slash episodes for uh, links to all different platforms. Please rate and review. Uh, and sending questions to podcast at comrecord.com. And yeah, um, here we are once again. And I guess, has anyone learned anything? Hmm. 
the importance of camera angles <laughs> solely based on <laughs> the secretary. There's so much context you could be missing if you're not seeing the entire frame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to build off that, elder abuse. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't. We don't advocate for that on Common Ride with me. Don't put your trash on an old man. Unless he asks you to. <laughs> Some people are really into that, and we don't yuck anyone's yum. And also, make them pay for it. That's true. Always. 